You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Well, welcome to this section of the four phases of love. This is the beginning of uh, episode 11, and this week, all the way through episode 15, we're going to be talking about the love of God that guards. And I want to read our text scripture to you so you understand the foundation from which we're building, Ephesians 3, 17, 18, 19, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Just to recap, love has more than one face. Love is not always acceptance, and love is not always a blessing. Love can be a number of different things, but there are four dimensions specifically given in the book of Ephesians concerning the love of God. It's up to us to search these out and to see how they fit with Scripture. And Scripture always uh, comes together uh, in a very cohesive manner. You can see the same theme, even though different authors are involved. And so the length that Paul is talking about here has to do with the protective nature of God's love. And you see the protective nature of God's love all through the Bible. Now listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 23, verses 37, 38, 39. And and we know that Jesus walked in love. He was perfect in love. He demonstrated the most amazing love that has ever been seen. But listen to what he said to the city of Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And here we have Christ, shortly before the crucifixion, expressing this amazing willingness to protect the city of Jerusalem from outside forces, from those who would do her harm. Uh, It's interesting. History records over 27 different times that the city of Jerusalem had been conquered by a foreign army. I don't know that any other city on the planet Uh, could speak to that. Uh, I dare say no. Uh, No city has been fought over more than Jerusalem. And even today, it is a bone of contention. And we see that. Uh, The prophet Zechariah said it would be a burdensome stone to all nations. Uh, Even though it was God's will, and it was certainly the will of Jesus, he expressed it that he wanted to protect Israel. He would not violate the will of the people nor would he cancel the rewards of the choices that they make. And your choices have rewards. Now, sometimes those rewards are not pleasant, but nonetheless, those choices bring rewards. Isaiah 119 and 20 says this, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. 
Now, here's the opposite. But if you refuse and rebel, this is God talking to Israel, he says, you shall be devoured by the sword. And as I said, Jerusalem has been devoured by the sword and conquered 27 different times. And so it is obvious then that its people were not willing and they were not obedient. They had become disobedient, had broken God's laws, rejected His prophets. Uh, Jesus said, you stoned the prophets that were sent to you. And so they suffered a great consequence as a result of their rejection. Now, did God quit loving Israel? No, He never quit loving Israel. He still loves Israel to this day. But God will not reward in all conditions. He rewards when we meet conditions. God has always set simple conditions in order for us to receive His blessing. It isn't hard. Now, this is where a lot of people trip. A lot of people confuse unconditional love with unconditional blessing. And you'll hear people say this all the time. I want to give them unconditional love. Well, what do you mean by that? Do you mean that you are going to reward people and bestow blessing upon people who are doing great harm, who are making foolish choices? You know, uh, I've seen this happen down through the ages, and that is when people who are evil are rewarded for their evil, it doesn't make them less evil, it makes them worse. And this happens to be uh, the situation where there is an enabler. I've seen it with married couples where maybe you have a very abusive husband and his wife, instead of standing up to him and and, uh, refusing to go along with what he's doing, uh, begins to make excuses for him. She becomes his enabler. Happens all the time. It can be just the opposite. It can be the husband doing that for the wife. And so there is an enabler for every abuse who's out there, people who make excuses, and they offer unconditional acceptance, unconditional blessing, thinking that it is unconditional love. Unconditional love will sometimes withdraw blessing in order to get someone's attention. If anyone loved the city of Jerusalem, it was Jesus. Yet near the end of his ministry, he gave a prophecy that said that Jerusalem would be destroyed. And he also made it very clear it was not his will for Jerusalem to be destroyed. But he would not force his will over against a series, generations of wicked and foolish choices. So you have to define what love is. It is not always unconditional blessing. Unconditional love is sometimes unconditional uh, discipline. And we'll talk more about that in a later face. Christ loved Jerusalem even as its people crucified him, but he did not force his will. Deuteronomy 30, 15 Moses closes the book with this. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. He didn't say that I'm setting before you life and good, no death, no evil. It was totally up to the people as to what they would receive. Deuteronomy 30, 17. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, this is what will happen. 
and uh, God warned Israel. You know what he did? God wanted Israel to begin its existence as a nation with a good understanding of what it meant to have a covenant and to follow the covenant and to reject the covenant. Now, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, they walked in the covenant. Even Joseph's brothers, who were evil during a good portion of their lives, came around at the end and accepted the fact that Joseph was obedient to God and that he was sent before them to protect them. But 215 years from the time that God called Abraham into the land, there was a change in Egypt, and this period was 430 years total. You hear people say often that Israel was in bondage in Egypt for 400 years, and that's not really true. If you study the ages of the patriarchs and the genealogies that are given, uh, you see that there was a 400-year period and a 430-year period, and it depends on when you reckon the start. And let me just very quickly get into this so you understand it. You can start the clock when God called Abraham into the land in Genesis chapter 12. And when God called him into the land, Genesis chapter 12, that's when the clock for 430 years started. 430 years later, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. They came out on the self-same day, it says in the book of Exodus. What self-same day? The same day that Abraham left Ur of the Chaldees and left to go into the land of Canaan. 430 years later, they came out. Now, it also says there was a period of 400 years, and the 400 years is reckoned from the time that the seed was named, and that is Isaac on his fifth birthday, he was called the seed, and this is when he was dedicated to the Lord and weaned, and that's when Abraham saw Isaac is the one that will be heir, and Abraham had a choice. He set Ishmael aside according to the instruction of God, and then he chose Isaac. God had chosen Isaac, and so 400 years after, they came out of the land of promise, or came out of the land of bondage. During the last 215 years, they were in servitude, meaning that they were out of favor in Egypt. The Pharaoh died who knew Joseph. A new Pharaoh took power, and he oppressed the people. Now, the Egyptians were cruel. They even ordered the death of all the baby boys, the Hebrew boys, and wanted them thrown in the Nile River to be devoured by the crocodiles. It was a horrible bondage. But God permitted this to happen because the people, the Hebrews, had no knowledge of the covenant. They were not following God. Did they have a covenant? Yes. Did it belong to them? Yes. They weren't honoring it. They weren't walking with God the way that Abraham did. You need to understand something, that the blessings of God do not fall on you, your children, or anybody else for that matter, just because they are rightfully yours. Blessing comes through conditions. And so when we use this term, unconditional love, we very carefully ought to examine what does it mean? God never quits loving. He did not quit loving the Israelites. 
but he did not bless them with freedom from their bondage in that 215-year period because they had forgotten him. They did not know the Lord. And you can see the evidence of that. Even when Moses came and led them out, it took them a while to begin to have a relationship with God. When they began to walk with God, everything changed, and we see the blessing come. So... God guards, and He guards when we are obedient. If you want the protection of the Lord, then we walk in the blessing of the covenant. We lay claim to those promises of protection and provision. We see the heart of Jesus toward that in Matthew when He said, I wanted to put my wings around the city of Jerusalem and protect it, but couldn't do it. And he couldn't do it because Jerusalem was disobedient. So as we walk in God's provision, his obedience, we will see the blessing because one of the things that love does is that it guards. We use the term length in association with that. When we talk about someone protecting someone who's less able, we will say they will go to any length to protect their children or they'll go to any length to protect this company they built. The length is associated with guarding and protecting. Well, that's the first of these lessons, but we have more. I'll see you tomorrow with the next one. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.